I share my testimony. Um, just when Jonathan was sharing some testimony there uh, earlier, I, I had the sense from the Holy Spirit that there were some people listening to those stories. And God was speaking to you inside and giving you a nudge and, uh, and encouraging you to actually step out and get involved in mission and going on mission. And if God has spoken to you this morning about it, we really want to encourage you to do that. Because um, at April last year, um, I happened to be in Thomas, um, and I just had a little nudge inside me. And the Holy Spirit said to me, just go and pop in on Polly and Fraser and see if they're in. And so I did that. Uh, uh, Fraser wasn't there at the time, uh, but Polly was in. Um, I've known Polly now, Polly and Fraser, for about 35 years, 34, 35 years. They were my first house group leaders here in Tottenham's. Uh And um, we've kind of stayed in touch over the years. And, uh, and so I just popped them. Polly was there, and so we just spent a bit of time, had a cup of tea. <laughs> There's a surprise. Um, and uh, I was just catching up. And she told me about the, the outreach day uh, back in the summer last year. Uh, and uh, she explained about it. I said, well, I've got a bit of free time at the moment. I can come and serve if you like. Uh, come out on the streets and, and, and share about Jesus with people. Uh, and she, she said, we've got this guy called Jonathan Conrath coming to, 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 to preach the gospel. Now, I'd not heard of Jonathan before then. But when Polly said the name Jonathan Conrath, the Holy Spirit leapt inside me. I had this leap happen in my heart. It leapt. And God said to me, Justin, you need to connect with this man. I didn't tell her that at the time, but when Jonathan came at the end of that day, I went up to Jonathan and I said, Jonathan, this is what's happened. This is what uh, I believe God said to me. And Jonathan looked at me and he said, Justin, I'm going to give you one or two dates. I'd love you to just come on one or two missions. Let's just see what the Lord you know, does. And since then, I've been involved in something like, I don't know, five, six, seven missions in the back half of last year led something like between 90 and 100 people to Christ in six months, personally, which is an absolute breakthrough, because 33 years ago when I got saved, I was in house number four here in Totnes, and God gave me a vision of multitudes of people, and I was there preaching the gospel, and, and lots of people were responding to Christ. So I believe this is kind of like the beginning of this kind of phase of my life where God's going to use me in that kind of way, in the same way that he uses this man, I believe God wants to use me. And there are people here this morning that God wants to use you in the same way as well. So my story, I grew up in a non-Christian family. Uh, my mum believed there was a God. My father said that he didn't. He didn't believe there was a God. And he was passionately against the gospel. He thought all religion was hogwash. Uh, he was a microbiologist. He would have called himself an evolutionary biologist. I was brought up almost, almost indoctrinated with that uh, worldview. Um, as I grew up, um, I did all sorts of things that were wrong. Uh, and the thing was, I knew they were wrong. By the time I came to Dantington College of Art as a student, I was 16 years old, I was able to, to go and study my A-levels then. I was already a, a serial fornicator. Uh, I used to get drunk regularly. I used to smoke 20 cigarettes a day. 
And people used to say to me at college, Justin, are you having a good time? And I would kind of put on the, the party face and I'd say, yeah, it's great. But actually inside, deep inside, there was a real emptiness. Because I, I, with having been brought up with, with Darwinian evolution, the logical consequence of, of a world without God, if there is no God, then there is no consequence to our actions at all. There is no meaning, there is no purpose. And so by that time, I've actually become really quite down with that worldview. In my second year, I shared a house. That house uh, on, on the PC was uh, kind of rented out to the college. And uh, one of my friends, a guy called Tom, who's now a rector, by the way, in Hampshire, um, he decided with his girlfriend to come here to church one Sunday. And he told me, he said, we're going to go to church. I laughed at him. I said, you're nuts. You know, it's, it's, it's a lot of hogwash. Anyway, they, they got back. And, and he said to me three things. He said, he said, Justin, it was great. The worship was the worship. The music was great. There was a real sense of, of, of something there. He said, the people were lovely. And he, and he said this. He said, when the people were singing and praying, it was as if they knew who they were singing and speaking to and praying to. That got me intrigued. And uh, over the next few days, I started to bump into people. I started to bump into, well, I already knew Polly because she was actually my piano teacher at college. And um, I, I bumped into the guy who led the church. He actually gave me a lift up the drive. Uh, and I just, um, he invited me to come for tea, and I went and had tea with him at the, ma- I don't know if it's still the church master, I don't suppose it is. Yes. Is it? Yeah. So I went and had, I went and had to, uh, tea there, and, and I basically went there to, to explain to Stan, the guy that was the leader, how wrong he was. <laughs> and he, he very patiently, very graciously listened to me. And they said, Justin, can I just take two minutes to tell you what I've discovered to be the truth? And he explained to me really simply, he said, God's real. He sent his son Jesus. He loves you to bits. He says, the reason why you don't know him, Justin, is like the rest of the world. We're born into this world separated from God. And the thing that separates you from him is your sin. And of course, when he talked about sin, I, I knew there was stuff in my life that was wrong. All the stuff that I'd done, I knew it. It kind of like came flooding back to me. All those, all those girls that I'd used, all that abuse that I'd given to people, all the heartache that caused various ones, and the things that I was addicted to. I was drinking eight pints a night, smoking 20 a day. And he said, but listen, this is the great news. When Jesus died on the cross, He died not because of anything that he'd done wrong. He died to take the punishment and to break the power of the sin in your life. I listened to that and it it powerfully impacted me. I didn't show it on the outside, but inside. There was something about what he was saying that I just, it just got to me. About two nights later, it was two o'clock in the morning. It was February, it was 1984. And Tom, my friend, 
said to me this. He turned to the back of his Bible and he read from 1 John 4 verse 8. And the second half of that says this. God is love. And as he said that, I was filled from the top of my head right through my body to the soles of my feet with wave after wave after wave of God's love. It was like I was being connected to the national grid of love. And it went on for the rest of the night. It didn't stop. And I was being filled with his love. And this love was so powerful. And instantly the addiction to alcohol was broken. The addiction to nicotine was broken in an instant. I, I, I went to college the next day. I, I didn't need to smoke. I didn't need to drink. And the first person that saw me said, Justin, what has happened to you? What has happened to you? And so I explained to her the experience that I've had. I was so filled with his love and his joy. You know, that somebody has kind of joked and said, there is no high like the most high. This high that I was experiencing, this experience of his love deep inside me, I knew to the core of me that I was loved by God. He loved me. And he doesn't just love me, he loves you as well. When Jesus died on that cross, he was dying for you, personally. And if you believe that, if you believe that, if you believe that Jesus is who he says he is, and you believe that he died and he rose again, he will come into your heart. He will take all that sin away. He'll wash it away and he'll give you a brand new start, just like he did for me. And I want to encourage you today, if you've never done that before, then this is your day. Why don't you invite him to come into your heart? Bless you. Thank you for listening.